mighty fancy automobile. Oh, she's a real road king, all right. Zero to 60 in 7.5. She'll do a quarter of a mile, 13.40. 390 horsepower. 500 foot-pounds of torque. Whatever that is, performance and image, that's what it's all about. There's no such thing as a stupid question. This is Drive Radio. All of your automotive questions are just one phone call away. 303-477-5600. Drive Radio is made possible by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. To find one near you, go to drive-radio.com. Now, Drive Radio on KLZ 560. All right, we're back. You're listening to Dennis uh, Brewster and and Jeff from... uh, JC's British. JC's British. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we got Larry behind the glass and Charlie, our engineer. And we're going to go right back to the phones because we have a line, full lines. Uh, Tim, we were talking to. How you doing? You're still hanging in there, Tim. I appreciate that. Yep. Tim has still a here. 2013 Ram 1500 with an air suspension problem when it gets cold. And... You were going to say some stuff, Jeff. Yeah, we were trying to just go through some ideas here, um, and I definitely agree. You know, I think the first step of them redoing the nitrogen charge was a great, you know, a great step to make sure there was no moisture in the system. Um, we've been doing a little bit of online research trying to see how common this problem is. Looks like it's a fairly common one. Yeah, even with newer yeah. trucks. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was seeing as well on some of the forums that that we belong to. Yeah, it, it seems some of them were replacing the the compressor, but then even after a while, that comes back and has the same problem again. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So one is thing. There, yeah, go ahead. Is there any is there any benefit to me just switching that over to, to tradi- traditional coil over springs? Um, basically, just the simplicity. Um, I mean, you're okay. you're typically the air suspensions, in my experience, just ride better, um, and obviously they're more adaptive to vehicle loads. But yeah. you know, as far as a cost perspective and longevity, it may be you know it might be easier to switch back over to a coil suspension. Coil I lovers. don't know the the design on that and what's available, and if they made anything different on the chassis between the between the coil and the air suspension, but. Um, my guess is it's a it kind of would be a bolt over change. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, do you guys recommend any shops that I could possibly take it to to get this uh, to get a secondary you know look at it? Um, you're in Longmont. Uh, yeah. Larry, who else do we have up in Longmont that he could take his truck to for suspension? Don't know anybody. Well, Longmont, Boulder, North Denver. We're not. Yeah. We're not real picky. We're we're not against driving it anywhere. Well, you know what? Um, yeah, there's Demir's. There's Demir's in in. Uh, is he in Longmont? Demir's actually actually changed over to Pride Automotive. Oh. Yeah. Well, you can definitely shoot us a, a shoot us a question over at our shop. Um, so okay. s- send an email to um, service at jcbritish.com, and you can either ask for myself, that's Jeff, or uh, Jeff Corwin, uh, or our advisor, Chuck, um, who's kind of our off-road 4x4 specialist, and we can okay. really kind of work on some, some details, see what's out there as far as options, um, and just help you out in, in general. Okay, that'd be great. I will do that, and then I don't want to take up too much of your time because I know there's other callers that are wanting to get in. So I appreciate your time, and thank you very much. You bet. Thanks, thank you great for talking calling. with you. All right. 
with that, let's go to Mickey. How you doing, Mickey? I'm pretty good. How you guys doing? Good. Doing well today. Well, happy Super Bowl Sunday tomorrow for the people that are listening and can't call in. Right? <laughs> if they're, yeah, not going to happen. Right. Anyway, uh, the guy, the, the Subaru guy with the zero weight oil. Yeah. Um, I think that got covered about a month ago on here, if I remember right. I'm getting older, so I don't always remember everything, but I remember hearing about that. What it appeared to be was fuel contaminating the oil to make the oil level rise. And what John was saying, there is a service bulletin that uh, uh, they don't tend to tell you about at the Subaru dealer, but they're having this problem on a lot of direct injection engines uh, with the fuel contamination. And it seems like Subaru was even more so. But what John wanted, what John said to emphasize was when he goes back to the dealer uh, to keep it under the Lemon Law, make sure you describe it the exa- and have it written up exactly the same way every time. And if if the rest of the story comes in, they also the uh, as a part of that service, Bolton. They've extended this. I think this was an older car, like 2015, 2016, maybe, Subaru. The one uh, we're talking about was a 2017, I think. Yeah. Or 19. Yeah, 19 Subaru Ascent. 19. Yeah. Yeah. But I, there, this, from what I remember, this is a problem with uh, the fuel contamination. Back, the, But the... the <clears throat> car that was discussed I think it was a month ago uh, they issued a service bulletin on it and they offered an extended 100,000 mile warranty for those cars this might end up being one of the same thing but he might want to uh, do a Google search or forum search because it's been a common problem with the oil level going up and you don't notice it because it's a zero-weight oil. Right. Yeah, there's definitely some stuff there out there on Google for talking about the oil dilution problem. So definitely something to work look into. Thank you. Welcome. All right. Have a good day now. You too. You too. Take care, Mike. Mickey. Well, that's – I should have looked that up when we were talking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was kind of wondering, but uh, you wouldn't think it would be – a noticeable level of a dilution. I mean, that's that's a high level of change. Yeah, yeah. If it's adding, you know, mm-hmm. or yeah, that's crazy. And and that when they took it into Subaru, that they didn't know say anything. That oh, right. we have a bulletin for this. Right. You yeah. Know what? Yeah. No, I don't know. I'll go back to the whole you know train technicians thing, and you know you have you know. Now you have service managers that may not even have been in the industry for a long period of time. You may have people that aren't staying on top of the bulletins coming down from corporate. I mean, there's a lot of different reasons why it can be hard to nail down a problem. And sometimes it's just a matter of the awareness. Well, kind of like this, the, the one, our first caller, the alignments. Yep. 
that they, you know, they were just sitting tow. Right. And he's like, you know, is that a corporate thing or is what is it? It's not right. a corporate thing. Yep. It's just the, the you're dealing with some people that just don't care. Yep. You know. Well, I was even thinking about that one, especially with a, a chain store like you know a Midas and Meineke and all those. Yeah. Is it could be that they've hired on a new you know a manager that didn't come from the industry, doesn't know the specifics, and yeah. that's what the technicians told him. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And all you know, you have a manager that's now going to support his guys and stand behind them, but they don't have the the depth of knowledge yeah. to know, you know, what actually has to be done. And that's the tail wagging the dog. It is. Yeah. It is. And yeah. it's you know, it goes back to the uh, support and training in the whole industry. Right. And it makes us all look bad. Yeah. Unfortunately, really, unfortunately, it makes us all look bad. Yep. And uh, so. If you have any car questions, we're, we got three lines open, 303-477-5600. Give us a call, or you can even, if you don't feel like calling in, you could just text us a question, 307-200-8222. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. And I guess I should turn my phone on to see if I have any texts from John. Yeah. Well, one of the things talking about the training in the industry um, and the challenges is it does seem like there's a little bit of a resurgence finally um, with supporting the trades again. You know, you know whether it's the micro scholarships for supporting the trades. Right. Um, schools are popping up to, trying to support the trades again. I hope it continues to grow because um, it's it's something we all need. Yeah, I got a couple of texts here. All right. And John's been texting me, forwarding me these. Um, a 2012 uh, Suzuki, um, just one of the names and phone numbers, please, of two auto shops that would take extended warranties. You had mentioned uh, two, one in Boulder and one in Parker. Yes, the one in Parker is extreme auto repair. They'll take anything there. And um, the one in Boulder was, um, i got to look them up. Yeah, we'll get to you later here in a little bit. Um, I did have another text from uh, uh, Nathan and Golden. Got a 2002 Honda Civic Coupe developing a squeak in the right front area. Usually squeaks during cold mornings and always goes along with the, the bumps in the road. What main parts of the suspension could I be looking at first? I'll probably start with the struts. Um. Well, it could be the the or even uh, sway bar bushings. Sway bar bushings mm -hmm. would be the first place I would go. You just take those loose. If you just loosen them up, don't take them all the way off because they're pain to get back on. Some people have a hard time getting them back on, but just loosen them up and then squirt some rust penetrant in there to see if it goes away. If that's the case, then I'd get new bushings. Mm. You know, because um, they do that a lot. And then um, uh, oil r level rising. Uh, Brian in Castle Rocks. He sent me a. Um, uh, YouTube video about it. Gotcha. Yeah. So, um, if anybody wants that, um, I guess call me and I can send it to you. Uh, but there is a legacy in Boulder. That's what it is. Yeah. Legacy in Boulder for the, um, extended warranty. They would take extended warranties there too. But just remember when you have an extended warranty, when you, when you get those and you go in, Sometimes they don't cover everything, so you might be responsible for some of that stuff. Yep. So we got one call. We got one line open: three zero three four seven seven fifty six hundred. Give us a call. We're going to go to the phones right now. We got Jim in Evergreen. How you doing, Jim? Doing good, thanks. Well, thanks for calling in. Yeah, I've got a just a question. Good. Uh, two cars, same automatic transmission, 
they have different torque converter lockup speeds. So I've got a, a couple questions related to that. Number one, um, what's the benefit, detriment of having higher and lower torque converter lockup speeds? Um, basically just the torque multiplication factor of the torque converter, typically for starting off from, you know, from a stop and going through the engine RPM band. That may be a thing where um, you said it was the same engine on both those vehicles? I don't think so. Not, uh, not the same engine. No. Okay. Yeah. They just same transmission. Same, tra- same transmission. So you may have the, the scenario where uh, the torque converter uh, lockup speed was designated around the engine. So a larger engine probably had a lower lockup speed than the smaller engine. Um, actually, the opposite. But Interesting. Okay. Wouldn't have yeah. expected that. Um, 87 Range Rover, 40 miles an hour, 96 D1, 52 miles an hour. Um, then maybe perhaps manufacturers um, change of uh, performance attributes of the of the two years. That could be a thought too. Now, would the lower lockup speed give better gas mileage? Then um, very it's very minor difference because you're only talking about that speed difference at what point in time it locks up. And and they're doing it for the engine that locks up. I mean, they're doing it like. Um, and that year depends on the what what's in the the transfer case, what's in the differentials, what's in the transmission, you know, what gears make this thing go to the best mileage it can. So they're probably shifting it and and making it lock up at certain times. Right. You know, yep. it's and all what, characteristics what of that, that vehicle. That transmission or the torque converter or a combination of the two. Um, say that what again? Was, yeah, what was the question? What determines the speed, the transmission, the torque converter, or a combination of the two? Um, a lot of combinations of all of that. should be in the, let's see here, I'm trying to remember here. Because on those two cars, it'll be a manual, uh, non-electronic lockup. Make me think on the ZF4HPs. Four, four um, sorry. That's all right. <laughs> but I believe that um, probably somewhat uh, line pressure or governor related on the lockup because it's a mechanical so that would be triggered by basically through the valve body to the lockup for the torque converter um, because it's a hydraulic circuit between the transmission and the torque converter itself Um, could be also um, vehicle weight changes Uh, the Range Rover should be technically a little bit lighter than the Discovery so that could play into it yeah, there's yeah, a lot there's of things that play into but, but it. But it's all pretty minor changes between yeah. those two vehicles. They're almost identical. Um, so it's an interesting interesting little aspect to, to pop up that you notice that, that speed difference, but that's the benefit of, of yeah, owning a bun- like bunch of different ones. lower lockup <laughs> rather than the higher. So I, I was wondering about uh, if I should bother swapping transmissions or not. No. I, I wouldn't. I don't think it would make make a big enough difference to to really go through those those efforts, especially when well, it comes to gas mileage. Getting replaced anyway, so yep. wouldn't be that big of an effort. Finally, building up the four six. Yes, <laughs> slowly. Yep. Well, Jim, good here having you call in. Yeah, first time I've uh, listened to the show and found it interesting. So good deal. Good idea. Give a call. All right. Yep. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, with that, we got one light open, 303-477-5600. Let's go to Bruce in Minnesota. How you doing, Bruce? Hi there. How you all doing? How you all doing? Doing, doing well, good. Bruce. Oh, it's a beautiful, balmy day today. It's uh, right now about uh, 8 below. 
it's warmed up quite a bit. <laughs> um, I got this. I don't know if you fellas know. I talked with Mr. Rush, texted with him, emailed. Um, I got this 2020 3500 Chevy with the Duramax diesel in it. I'm not sure what size it is. It came with one of those um, cold weather um, grill uh-huh. jiggers. And I'm, you know, John told me to watch the temperature. I didn't put it on when I, when I texted with him because the temperatures were still hitting the 30s. Um, but old man winter got pissed and he decided we needed to stay inside for a little bit. Um, what does that actually do for the motor? It, I did read that if you got to watch the transmission uh temperature gotcha so you got basically the the grill blanket to restrict airflow through the the front grill of the truck correct correct okay. correct came with the truck right um for extreme cold weather with the diesel um it, it's all about maintaining the the temperatures right we, um so obviously extreme cold weather you have the diesel fuel gelling potential conditions that yeah. kind of stuff and it's really just a matter of managing the temperatures uh to a better um uh, I guess average, you know. Yeah. And then if you have okay, an automatic now, transmission, we want to make sure that it's not raising the temperatures of the transmission if you're towing and hauling. Okay, I'm not towing and hauling, but um, John did say watch the temperatures. Now, uh, I spoke with uh, one of the managers at our local uh, Bigfoot gas and gas and grocery, and they said they run a 60-40 winter for their on-road diesel because I was in there and I bought some, uh, what is this stuff here? Diesel fuel octane boost winterizer anti-gel. And he said that they sh- I shouldn't have any problems with their, their fuel. Gotcha. So, but, and then uh, I did drive up to Fargo uh, a couple weeks ago and the temperature was in the low 20s, but the wind was uh, was howling. Didn't notice it, uh, the, my, my thermostat going over uh, 210 for the temperature all i've got i don't have i don't think a transmission temp gauge i've got like it looks like a little oil can Uh and the uh radiator and that's all the two i've got and i've noticed i went to uh town do my laundry about 17 miles away and i had the grill guard on and i didn't notice it taking time to get up to temperature taking uh real quick to get up to temperature i plug it in overnight and uh, let it idle for three to five minutes before I get going. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm just wondering is that I should, since it's going to be oh my god below zero for the next two weeks, I'm, I should keep it on though. Eh? I would think so. I I'll admit I am not really a deep diesel guy. I've just started dipping my toe into it recently on some some old Rover stuff. Um, so I'm not deep into it. I think it's Part of the blanket scenario is because diesels don't normally warm up as quickly as the gasoline engine, so I know that there's a little bit of mitigating your your airflow scenario there. Um, it sounds like you're doing the things that I've heard of, um, but I'll admit I'm not not the uh, the expert resource on diesel. <laughs> okay, now the next thing is uh, I got to go up to Fargo to the VA, and the day I the uh, long range forecast it's supposed to be a balmy 17 below that day. So I'll uh, keep an eye on it and uh, let us know. Yeah, yeah, um, I, I do appreciate. It. I listen to you guys all the time. 
uh, here in the uh, mighty metropolis of Vining, Minnesota, population 60-something. All right. <laughs> Very good, uh-huh. Bruce. Thank Thanks you. for calling, Bruce. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah. There you go. Don't. All right. With that, let's go to Eric from Denver. How you doing, Eric? Hey, how's it going, you guys? Great show. Well, thank, thank you, you, Eric. Uh, sir, I got a 79 GM car, and the man who had it before me in about 81 or 82, he put a real heavy-duty trailer hitch on it, and he pulled this big old Winnebago trailer all the way to Seattle, up into Canada, across Canada, down the East Coast, on the along the Mexican border, back up to L.A., and then back to Aurora. That was just the first thing he did, but he pulled this thing for years, and it's got a real, I don't know a lot about trailer hitches, but it appears to me like it's a heavy-duty one. Those bolts are big. I mean, and I want to take it off, and I got down there and looked at the bolts, and they look like they're fused, and I don't want to touch them until I know it's how to take them off. I don't want to start spraying them with, you know, penetrating oil or anything, but how am I going to get those bolts off? With probably a breaker bar, <laughs> you know, you're going to need a... Yeah, being on that long, they've probably done a, a fair job of rusting in place as well. Yeah, definitely definitely agree with the, the starting with the penetrant oil. Um, I probably They probably used, you know, my guess would be back in the day, they ran those uh, carriage bolts yeah. with the little square washers up yep. into the frame to drop it down and through. Um, without but, without seeing it, I don't yeah. really have much more as, as far as an idea. Yeah, the only other thing is you might have to take a torch and cut them off yeah, after a while. Might happen. Might happen. That could happen too sometimes yep. because you got to think about it. So it's eight, basically, what eighty? That's forty years worth of bolts on that thing. Yep. You know they've been on there forty years, so they're going to be tough to get off. So you said use penetrating oil and a breaker bar. What's a breaker bar? Well, you get it's just a um, one long bar that you have that you're half inch or three quarter inch would socket would fit on and then it's it's just one long bar it's, you just put it on there it's not a ratchet it's just a long handle and you put it on and and you sometimes we put a piece of pipe on it to over the top of that to pull but well, i don't I think, think i think what'll happen is you're just going to wind up hurting yourself if you go to pull on those i think it'd be safer to cut them off or because i doubt you're going to be able to break them off yeah never know Hard to yeah. say without seeing it. So. Yeah, we don't like. So, you, yeah, we'd have to see it to to make a determination. So you say somebody would have to take a torch to it and cut them off. Then, though, possibly. I mean, like Jeff says, without seeing it, we wouldn't know. Oh, I see. Now, if I take that breaker bar and I start cranking on it, or I get a electric hydraulic uh, wrench, could I possibly bust them off? Possibly. Yeah. If that if that happens, then you have to cut them. Then, um, if they break, well, if they break, then you got to take it. It's easy to come yeah. off. Yeah, I, I would. I would definitely. I mean, I would strongly suggest having it inspected by someone because you know I've seen weird things in the past where, yeah, they were bolted in, but then someone else went in and welded it directly to the frame as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I think from a safety perspective of doing the job get a second opinion before you start doing anything have have a mechanic put eyes on it 
just so you know that whatever you're going to be doing is safe and you're not affecting the strength of the vehicle, the back of the frame or, or anything like that. Or heating something up that's by a tank, gas right. tank or something. Yeah. I don't know where that is either without well, looking it, at the car it, personally. It's pretty close to the tank. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so yep. yeah, a torch might be out of the out of the deal. So if you can get, like that's a great uh, uh what Jeff just said was what I would do is take it to a shop and have them take a look at it and see what they could do because they could put it up in the air and and probably and take a, it. Yeah. Yep. And if it is, if it is something simple and it might just be a, you know, half hour hour charge for a shop to take it off for you and it's done and done properly and safely and you're not busting your own, you knuckles. know, knuckles trying to do it. Yeah. Um, sir, I had one more real quick question for you. Is that trailer hitch worth anything, or is it just uh, a big piece of metal? Pretty much a big piece, piece of, metal, of metal, unless you find someone with the same car that's looking for a trailer hitch. Yeah. Okay. Okay, you guys. Well, that's kind of what I thought. I thought I'm going to have to take that to a mechanic. I don't want to get down there. If I do something wrong, or, you yeah. know, I might. What's your, what's your reasoning for taking it off? Well, the uh, uh, gas tank um, has a leak on the top of it. Um, when I put the gas in, mm-hmm. it comes. Uh, if the car is level, if I put even, I'm putting it in with a can now. I only keep it two gallons in there. But if the car is level and I pour it in, it immediately starts gushing out of the fill tank. You know, like you overfill it, you know? Mm-hmm. But if I park it on the street, and the car tips a little bit towards the sidewalk, and I pour it in with a gas can. The gas goes in like nobody's business. Um, and uh, John told me that there maybe there's a baffle in there that's moving around in there. And so now I've come to the point where I think I'm going to have to take it off. But that trailer hitch, I got down there and looked at it, and it's like it's a, a nightmare. <laughs> gotcha. So the, the idea is to really d- to drop the tank and inspect what you have going on with the fuel fuel fill gotcha right Right. Uh uh-huh so that it that trailer hitch has to come off then no gotcha okay yeah take it to a shop yes yep (laughs) take it to a shop it might be that the trailer hitch doesn't have to come off i i couldn't tell you without seeing it but yeah i'd start with the shop especially when you're dealing with fuel yeah um last thing you want to do is is you know get gas in your eyes or or Bit worse yet, probably rust flakes down in your eyes if you're dropping your own stuff. Yeah. Right. right. Well, okay, thanks, you Eric. guys. Hey, thank, thanks a lot, man. You thanks, bet. Eric. Thank you. Uh, with that, we got two lines open 303 477 Sean, hang in there. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to the Drive Radio on KLZ 560. Dr. Julie provides both the scientific methodology and the empathetic accountability you need to lose weight. You've lost the weight in the past, but as soon as you started slipping back into your old habits, you felt like a failure. Now you've gained all of that weight back, plus some more, and starting over seems pointless. Both John Rush and Dr. Julie understand the daily struggle of staying healthy. The HCG diet at Ascent Health Center trains your body to convert unnecessary fat into energy, but you also need the mental and emotional fortitude to help you stick with it long term. Something as simple as a daily text message from a qualified weight loss guide could make all the difference between another yo-yo diet and a true lifestyle change. Remember how much better you felt without the extra weight. 
Call Ascent Health Center now and mention Rush to Reason for 30% off your HCG diet plan. 303-343-8800. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to the patented damping mechanism on our driveline belt tensioners to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa auto parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa. Get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance will make you financially whole. Losing your home or vehicle in a disaster will leave an emotional impact, no matter how much insurance you buy. But it doesn't need to hurt you financially. John Rush personally knows homeowners who have ended up in bankruptcy because they didn't have proper insurance. Even after their houses were completely destroyed, they still had to make mortgage payments. Imagine trying to find a new place to live while still paying a mortgage on your old house, which no longer exists. The same thing has happened to vehicle owners who continue to make payments on totaled vehicles because they didn't have enough coverage to make them financially whole. The personal insurance agent of John Rush, Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance, will make sure that even in a disaster, you will be made financially whole. Call 303-662-0789 for the coverage you expect. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. Okay, we're back. And um, Sean, before I take your calls, we had a guy text in and was asking about, do you have any experience with the 3.7 V6 in a 2014 Ford F-150? Just curious if it has enough power not going to pull anything. Um, I think it has. I've I've never driven one, but from what I've heard is they have pretty good power. Um, I know it can pull about 6,000 pounds or better, so that's still telling you it's pretty good. For an F-150, yeah, that's, that's about average i'd say yeah because they do adjust those for when they put them in and change the gear ratio around right. and stuff like that so i'd say yes it has enough power and that's one of the EcoBoost motors right right yeah so that's usually pretty peppy pretty yeah. well geared and then he also said that the ram air suspension problem when in a cold environment is well documented online and we've noticed that we right. said that and it is the reason i chose standard suspension with my ram yeah yeah, yeah. so there you go sean from uh, denver how you doing Hey, how you doing, guys? Uh, I'm just here doing my security job at the uh, old Denver Post building here. Okay. Keep, keeping the fun people out. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, yeah. Um, well, I just called. I wanted to mention. I was going to mention because one of your calls about the suspension thing, and he said he was looking for a garage. 
Uh, I deal with a guy. He's really good. I just want to let uh, Arvada Square Auto. Um, these guys are really good. They are honest. And they do good work. Um, you know, if they want to check them out, they're online. Um, they, I had them change my suspension to my 95 Lincoln. I know that's a little different, but but they, these guys are good and they're honest. And like they, they can, you know, check it out for them or maybe refer them to some some people. You know. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah I know it's hard. You know, finding something that's gonna. You know, someone that's going to do good work and, you know, find out what the problem is. But, but yeah, they can check them. Another one is called The Garage is the company I deal with. They're off of Santa Fe and Union. They're online, too. But they can check either one. But they said both of the guys, they're, they're good, they're good, honest people, you know. So if you want to pass on the, the, the word there. Okay. Good I appreciate deal. it. Thank you. Thank you for calling in. Thank you, guys. Thanks. All right. With that, we got three lines open, 303-477-5600. No call-ins on the Super Bowl commercials. None. I can't yeah. believe it. What's your favorite Super Bowl commercial? That's the question of the day. Give me, give us a call. Let us know. Have some fun with that. Yep. <laughs> yep. You can give us a call or text us, 307-200-8222. Um, I also want to remind you that you can listen to the show again tomorrow at noon. And, and then um, if you did call in tomorrow at noon... You will not be able to get a hold of us because we'll probably be not here. <laughs> we will not be live here, so you will not be able to call us in. But you can always text, and John usually gets those and, and answers those back. But he needs a break today, so he's off and spending some time with his brother. And so yep. our prayers go out to him and, and those and his brother and stuff. So, ah, uh, so. You know Jim, you were saying. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the caller Jim that was asking about the transmission torque converter lockup stuff, yeah. I've known him for probably 15-plus years or so. He's been a big part of our local Land Rover club for a number of years, was our trail coordinator and coordinated with the Forest Service for uh, for the trail maintenances for a number of years. So good guy that's been in the in the brand and in the know for a long time. So you do four-wheeling? Yeah. With a, a group of you guys, is that a yeah, club? So, uh, yeah, so yeah, uh, so Society is the local Land Rover club. Um, kind of been a little slow for activity lately, but uh, they've yeah. been around. For, they're the long been around the longest here in the Denver, you know, area and really all of Colorado. But everything's kind of tr- slowly transitioned over onto the Facebook groups. But yeah, it's still still nice to do things. Uh, they've been you know working on planning the national rally each year and get together with a lot of other Land Rover people. It's a lot like the Jeep community, right? Yeah. We all get together, hang out, go do a trail, go out to the bars afterwards, you know, be social groups, yeah, do fun stuff. Can't do that lately, but... Not much, no, not much. No. You know, keep the groups smaller, yeah. you know. So you guys go four-wheeling when it snows out? And, and I will, yeah. You're we'll going do, up in there? Some people will do snow-wheeling, some people it's summer only, you know, and mm. you, sometimes you just have the, you know, a fall colors tour and just... Yeah, you know, check out the mountains as the leaves are changing. Yeah, um, you miss out if you're not doing that in Colorado. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. beautiful up there. Yeah, so you need to get out and and see the colors and boy, it's just a beautiful country. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I miss I miss the Northeast for for the fall color change though. Yeah, that's, that's it's a little different. It's a little different, yeah. definitely. We just get the yellows and the golds. Yep. You know, yep. But they get a lot of different colors. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, bright oranges and browns and yeah it's just it's it's you know northeast is i think the area to go for for fall colors right you can four-wheel drive all the way up there <laughs> yep, yep take a club up there so 
appreciate everybody calling in today and uh, just we're, I would love to hear someone call in about a Super Bowl commercial so if you're listening 303-477-5600 call in let Larry know what it is you don't even have to get online just tell us and Larry just tell Larry and he'll tell us so <laughs> so that's easy as that and uh, do appreciate Larry coming in all the time and taking your phone calls he's been doing it for years and makes the show go smooth you know and uh, you can just call in if you don't want to get online and just tell him what your question is and he can relay it to us um, you know it's very simple and um, let me see what else we got going on today uh, we were talking about insurance um, car insurance uh, repairs mm -hmm. if you're doing those and stuff and extended warranties and, and things like that if you have those on your car and stuff and usually you buy the extended warranty when you're buying a car um, at first and no. but you know we used to talk about that a lot that you can just set money aside so if you figure that's going to be thirty dollars a month just set thirty dollars a month aside in your own pocket and then no. at the end if you decide well i need a transmission and it's going to run this much money do i want to put that into the car well you have this bank account money sitting there that you can say well i'll just take that trade in my car and get another right a new car yep. you know or a newer car or whatever whatever yep. your taste is you know so yep. it's always a challenge trying to figure out how do you how do you budget your money how do you save what do you plan for I right mean, those are those are challenging things to manage um but keeping it keeping your car up is the number one thing if you yep. keep your car up it's worth more money yeah you know and and keep it clean and and uh you know, I, I don't know how many times I tell people that. I mean, a clean car to me tells you that you're, if you keep your car clean, tells me that you take pride in your car and you've always taken care of it and maintenanced it and did a really good job with it yeah. and stuff. So um, that's that's what I look at yeah. when I'm looking at cars, you know. Did they take care of it, yeah. you know? And, wow, this is a clean car. And, you know, you've had people that you say that to, you know. Well, yeah. this, this guy, this tag, you can tell he takes care of his car. It's always clean and and stuff like that so yeah. well the same goes for you know taking your car and creating the relationship with basically a single shop or two shops rather yeah. than you know chasing the the discount coupons for for services that kind of thing um because you get to know the, sh the shop gets to know you as a customer and your vehicle and you gain personal care and attention right um so you know when you get to know the history of things and know what's going on and there's, there's a lot of benefits to that you know? yep let's go to mickey how you doing, Mickey? Calling back in? Yeah, calling back in. I forgot to tell you my favorite Super Bowl commercial. Oh, good. I think it was the Budweiser horse. Guy and a gal are taking a romantic ride in a carriage, on, <clears throat> and he's about to propose. So he stops the horse. He's got candles all lined up in the, on the front of the carriage. Uh, I remember this so one. He, he <laughs> leans forward to pick up the ring or whatever, and he's down behind the front fascia of the carriage, and the horse passes gas, and the gas lights up, and the girl that he's about to propose to gets the full force of it. He comes back up, and there she is with a burnt, just she looks. She just looks crispy. Yeah, and the guy just is trying to figure out what the hell happened. <laughs> that was a good one. I remember that, was that a good one. one. Yeah. Yep. Thanks, guy. Natural Thank natural flamethrower. Yep. All right. 
<laughs> All right, with that that one, we'll take a break. We have three lanes open, 303-477-5600. Give us a call with your favorite Super Bowl commercial. That's the question of the day. Or if you have any car questions you have, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Arthur, we'll, we'll get you right after this break. And we're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. Can you believe how low rates are staying? Still in the twos. Back in the 40s and the 50s, rates were in the 5 to 6% range. How much longer are you going to wait? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Your home has never been worth more. Take AIM to get that lower rate or shorten your term. Lower your payment and pay thousands less in interest. It's your money. Call 720-895-0500 now. Affordable Interest Mortgage. Locally owned and family operated since 2001. Are you ready for the future financially? Many of our clients have the ability to access their equity for 30 years without raising their payments now. This prepares them for those speed bumps of life. Ask how you can become mortgage safe too. Take AIM 720-895-0500. Where a reputation of putting you first and listening to you is unmatched in Colorado. Call 720-895-0500 now so you can focus on what's important. Family. Regulated by door NMLS 298-191. Equal credit lender. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to the patented damping mechanism on our driveline belt tensioners to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa auto parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. JC's 4x4 has been Denver's premier Land Rover independent service facility since 2005. With all of today's latest off-road technology, JC's British and 4x4 is a Land Rover specialty shop. Not only do they service, but they will also outfit and restore your vehicle. The dedicated staff and attention to detail make JC's British your one-stop shop for your Land Rover or 4x4 adventures. JC's British and 4x4 is committed to quality and excellence, whether taking your kids to school or hitting the back roads for adventure. No matter what road you own from the newest Discovery and Range Rover to an older Defender or Series truck. We can help you maintain, repair, or modify your vehicle. When you're tired of paying dealer prices and only given limited options, call JC's British and 4x4 to service and customize your Land Rover or 4x4. Call JC's British and 4x4 right now at 720-586-4756. That's 720-586-4756. Or go to jcbritish.com. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage. And something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. Okay, we're back. 
You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. we got two lines open, 303-477-5600. Give us a call. Arthur from Fort Collins. How are you doing, Arthur? Good. How are you today? Doing great. What can we do for you? Yeah. Good show. Listen, I've got a 2007 Buick Lucerne. It's got about 140,000 miles on it. And what I'm noticing is... Uh, uh, at low speed, like when I back out of my driveway, I've noticed is, there's kind of a clunking. It sounds like it's down in the front end. I haven't noticed any difference in my steering or anything. And when I'm out on the road, I can't hear anything. But when I'm, or if I'm going real slow in a parking lot and I, and I turn sharp, you know, mm-hmm. it's like this, this dull thudding down in the front end. I'm just wondering what you think that could be. Well, um, hard to say, you know, I mean, this this always goes back to, you know, actually getting eyes on it, but, um, you know, you're, you're typically dealing with something wearing out slowly over that period of time could be something that's just hasn't worn out enough for you to really notice the difference. Uh, it can also be that it's worn out slowly over time where it's more worn out than you realize it. It's just, you've gotten used to, you know, the slow wear and tear over the last 140,000 miles or so. Um, yeah. But uh, I'm just, I'm just, I just wonder. Well, with that model of car, it's a six-cylinder. You know, it's got the motor crossway. Mm-hmm. In the hood. Yep, transverse mount and there. That, and I, I'm just uh, wondering. I'm just wondering is, is if there was any, uh, you know, like front-end problems that are prominent with that type of vehicle. Um, I don't know. So you say it's at slow speeds. Yeah, like like when I'm barely moving, when I back out of my driveway, you know, and I'm turning to back out. And you're going over the curb? Is there a curb, like? No, I'm not going over a curb. But, or if I'm going real slow in a parking lot and I turn to go into a parking space or something, I can hear it, This like this dull kind of grind, you know. Yeah, I see. Um, it so could... I just take it, take it to a front-end shop and have them... Yeah, probably getting getting eyes on it, getting a technician to inspect it, see if anything's worn out. Um, you know, you could have something with a front-wheel drive where, you know, usually if it's something like a CV joint on the drivetrain, you're going to get that kind of clicking noise when you're making a tight turn. Um, as far as, you know, you could have a, a groan from the parish steering, uh, if it's kind of that groaning noise from the pump. Yeah. Um, you could get the plate on top where the the struts are, the bearings mm-hmm. could yep. be making noise. It's yep. so many different things it could yeah. be with the noise, and you're saying a groan. So, I mean, if it was a okay. popping noise, there's some other things it could be. It could be like a bearing, or it could be a sway bar. Uh, could be making some noise. There's so many things there's in there in that front end that could be making okay. that noise. Okay, can I ask another question? You bet. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I need to change the plugs in that thing, and uh, I noticed that uh, the plugs in back, I, I looked on YouTube and stuff, and they say that you almost have to, the three plugs that are in back next to the firewall, mm-hmm. that, you, that somehow you have to to uh, uh, loosen up the mounts and crank that engine forward to get to them. Is there, be the case. Way to, is there an easier way to do that, or? I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. I know that some manufacturers, they would actually have like two separate holes in the what they used to call the dog bone link that 
that yeah. handled that fore and aft uh, torque of the engine. And they, you know, you'd kind of undo the bolt, pull the engine forward, and slide that bolt back into this alternate hole to help rotate it forward for that service. Uh, on your particular engine, I don't know off the top of my head, but there, there's usually some factory procedures to do that yeah. kind of thing. Either that, or you take half the engine apart. It's they're they're not easy to get to when you get to the firewall. Yeah. On that side. Yeah, I, I, I've looked at the front ones would be easy. Yep. But the, yeah, but the back ones. I'm just wondering if there, uh, you know, I wondered if there was some trick I didn't know about to get those out, you know. Yeah. But I guess not. No. Hard, hard to say. There might be, you know, I mean, you know, searching Google or if you will, uh, uh, is quite often the way to find some of those tricks for doing it yourself. So many of the cars these days are, you know, I, I feel like they're, they've been engineered just for the dealerships to work on it. And even the, us uh, independent shops have to figure out the right way. See if there's right. a shortcut. I right. remember having to put the old Chryslers up on a on a lift just to reach the rear plugs because right. you couldn't get to them from above. <laughs> yep. Okay. Well, listen. Uh, thank you very much. Appreciate the call, and, Arthur. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Have a nice day. You, you too. too. Thank you. Uh, Russ from Littleton. How you doing, Russ? Uh, hi. How are you doing? Pretty good. I'm doing just great. We're doing good too. So. I've got this, um, okay, I've got an Ultima that the transmission is kind of slipping between first and second, and I went on Google, and it showed, you know, it kind of said that's kind of a common thing, and sometimes it lasts 200,000 miles, and sometimes it goes out the next day, and I I, I don't know if what's true and what's not, or, or, you know, I brought it in to Christian Brothers, I think it was, but mm-hmm. they told me it needed to, what's the main brain in the transmission, I forget what it's called, flat something, Anyway, they want to replace half of it for like two thousand bucks, um, with a leaking seal or something as well. Three hundred for that. So I, I don't know. That's uh, I don't even. What year is it? it. So I, um, what year is it? The two thousand six. And it, and the transmission slipping on it. Just a, just a, a little bit between like first and second gear. If you jump on it too fast, too quick, it. You feel the, you know, the jolt or, you know, or whatever from it, and then the other gears are fine. Um, but, yeah, it's gotcha. yeah, slipping. How many miles do you have on that now? Um, about 120,000. Oh, that's kind of early. Yeah, that yeah, is early. Um, have yeah. you done transmission services on it? No, I've only, I've only had it for like six weeks. I, I just bought the car. I uh, I thought it was good. I didn't notice a little slippage when I bought it because mm-hmm. um, you don't I don't know um, you know as you drive a car <laughs> then you notice all the noises and everything it does as you go so um, I, yeah it's not really too bad but it uh, at the same time they told me it you know it might, might last a while it might not I, I don't know what the and, and again it, every transmission is different so who's to say for sure but do they actually slip for that long another hundred thousand miles and you're still good or i mean do they really I, if that's the case, that'll that'll vary a lot depending on your driving style of the particular transmission um you know what what's known what's not known as far as the conditions of, of those particular units i would probably reach out to a transmission specialist um just to get their opinion 
if you don't know the history on that unit and you know what's been done, it might be worth just doing a, a fluid service with a, like a, the BG cleaner and then the ATC Plus afterwards to see if it makes any difference on it before investing in a, a partial or a full rebuild of the yeah. unit. Because um, isn't that a – do you know what engine you have in your Altima? Is it a 3.5? What is it? Or is it a 2.5? Uh, yeah, 2.5. Yeah, yeah the, 2. does 5. it have the CVT transmission? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yep. that I don't know. You know, I don't know what they're talking about building half of it. Then, yeah. well, it, they said it was uh, I forget the name of it, flask or something like that. It's like, and then I asked him, and he goes, well, "That's the main brain of the transmission. Um, it's like a, it looks like a, like a maze." They showed me a picture of it. Um, they, you know, and and they they don't even guarantee that that's what it really is because they didn't tear the transmission apart or look at it. Mm-hmm. They said the fluids look good. There's no nothing goofy going on with the fluids as far as the shades of uh, metal or color or nothing. That all looks good. But um, so um, I don't know if it's just a. I mean, I don't mind putting in. It's like fifteen hundred for that. Just that part. Uh, I forget the name of it. It's it's. Again, a, a flask or something like that, or some. I don't know. Uh, I've known that there's been some other things that go wrong with that. Like, um, there's some ground wires that go bad on those too. Um, so I, I don't know. Without having it, another shop, maybe take it to another shop and have them take a look at it. Like he, like Jeff was saying, maybe a transmission shop, and see if they can look at it for you. Yeah, I'll, I'm. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Uh, you know, there's one in Parker that says they'll almost tear it apart look at it all for free for and i don't know what the other side of that one is because yeah i'm just that's what i'm trying to find someone yeah. i can trust in it well in that, you know you area. could take it to extreme if you're going to go to parker just go to extreme auto repair in parker and have them take a look at it because um, i own that shop at one point and they know a lot about the nissans so maybe they could take a look at it for you and see what it is okay i'll, I'll do and another thing i you know i've got some uh the brakes i got a take out the brakes are real is there do you guys know of any i guess it's maybe bg2 that is like uh loosening the bolts and stuff uh that's just spray rust trended, rust penetrant on them and stuff and yeah yeah that's all i can say we're gonna have to take off rust because we're at the end of our show uh, appreciate you calling in and everything and um thank you everybody for listening please listen to us again on sunday we'll be repeating the whole show and just thank you for listening to drive radio on klz 560